today on Filmmaker Freedom, how to approach building an audience for your films and do it in a way that leads to sustainable revenue with minimal work. Now that might sound like a, a pretty hyperbolic promise, but I guarantee you it's not because there are two foundational mistakes that entrepreneurial filmmakers tend to make when building audiences. And these strategic errors put a very real limit on how much you can earn from your films while dramatically increasing the amount of work that you have to do. Basically, if you choose the wrong strategy, you might end up doing more work for less money. And that, my friend, is no bueno. So today, you're going to learn about a concept that I call the dichotomies of audience building. And I'll explain what that means soon. And you're going to come out the other side of this with a smart, nuanced, strategic approach that will serve you well in your entrepreneurial filmmaking journey for years to come. So let's get to it. Hey friend, welcome to Filmmaker Freedom. This is a show for ambitious indie filmmakers who wanna make work they're proud of, build audiences, cut out the middlemen, and earn a damn good living selling directly to their fans. My name is Rob Hardy, and I'm a filmmaker and marketing consultant who's worked with a number of brands and startups to help them connect with online audiences and grow their business. Though I'd initially given up on the idea of making a living with indie films, after years of working in the world of marketing, I saw that many of the strategies that worked for other types of companies could be applied to indie film with a few tweaks, of course. So that's what these solo episodes of Filmmaker Freedom are, a living, breathing document of everything I've learned about marketing, entrepreneurship, creating work that resonates, and living a good life. And one last thing before we begin, I just wanna thank my good friends over at Musicvine for sponsoring this show. Over the years, I've used just about every music licensing platform out there, and I can say without hesitation that Musicvine is at the very top of my list. The quality and uniqueness of the music are outstanding, the prices are reasonable, and the design and functionality of their website are second to none. It's just a pure pleasure to use. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. All right, now let's get into the practical lesson at the heart of today's episode. So I want to start this out with a little bit of context for why it's really, really important to be strategic in your approach to marketing your films and building audiences for your films. Because at this point, I think we all know that we should build an audience and that we should sort of take control of our means of distribution. But here's the hard truth underlying this whole paradigm. It is really damn hard to make the economics of audience building work as a filmmaker. And if you're not careful, it's very possible to put in a ton of time and energy doing all of the marketing and content creating and promoting and all of that stuff and still come out the other end not being able to earn a consistent living. Because after all, like we've talked about in previous episodes of this show, films are a uniquely tricky product to create and then profit from. And that's because many indie features take years and tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars to make, if not millions of dollars to make in some cases. But because the marketplace is flooded with cheap or free commodity media, it is 
extraordinarily damn difficult to get people to stream your film for free, let alone pay 10 bucks for it. That's the ecosystem that we're trying to do business in and that we're trying to compete in. It's an ecosystem where consumers have endless choices when it comes to entertainment. Much of that produced by billion dollar companies with marketing budgets that are probably 10,000 times more than just our films cost. So I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but the point is the economics of filmmaking are really skewed against us right out of the gate, especially as a sort of low budget or micro budget or indie creator, whatever you want to call yourself. However, this is where building an audience comes in and where it can really save the day because building an audience is one of the best ways to mitigate some of those shitty economics. An audience can help you sell your films more reliably and at higher price points, all without middlemen eating up the lion's share of that revenue, so more is coming back to you. Basically, an audience gives you more options and some more preferable options for how to monetize your work instead of being locked into old distribution models that rarely benefit the filmmaker. And more than anything else, an audience, when built in a smart, strategic way, gives you genuine certainty in this sort of unpredictable, competitive media ecosystem of ours. But notice how I said built in a smart, strategic way, because that's really what today's lesson is all about. And I emphasize that point because, again, it's entirely possible to build an audience and do all of that marketing work and then not really get to reap any of those benefits I just talked about. If you're not intentional about how you approach this process, you might just find that it was wasted effort and you might as well have just done things the traditional way. So that's enough preamble. It's just a little bit of context for where we are and why this is so important. So today, the meat of the episode is a concept that I call the dichotomies of audience building. A dichotomy, if you're not familiar with that term, is simply the contrast or tension between two seemingly opposite ideas. So for instance, there's a dichotomy between science and religion between good and evil, nature and nurture, etc. I'm sure you can think of a bunch more. And in the context of building an audience for your films, there are two specific and very critical dichotomies that you need to understand. And once you understand them, you'll have a clear strategic path forward for building an audience in a way that actually leads to you earning a living from the work you care about. So uh, yeah, let's dig into some dichotomy, shall we? Dichotomy number one is short-term versus long-term audience building. And obviously, this is all about the length of time that you intend to serve a particular audience. More specifically, short-term audience building refers to building a new audience for each and every film that you create. It means you do that hard work of niche research, influencer outreach, content creation, email marketing, etc. You do all of that stuff. And for that one project, you might have all of the focused niche attention that you need to be able to turn a profit. However, when it's time for a new project, when it's time for your next film, you stop serving that audience and start fresh with a new one. Basically, you go through the entire process again. Long-term audience building, on the other hand, is the opposite of that. It's about serving the same audience with multiple films over the course of several years or more, maybe even a decade. Who knows? Now, my friend Mike Dion is the perfect example of this, to my mind. Since 2010, he's built a really enthusiastic, hardcore audience of people who are passionate about bikepacking. Now, if you're curious what the hell that even is, it's basically a combination of endurance cycling and backpacking. And believe it or not, there are actually a lot of people who are uh, kind of obsessed with that whole topic and that being part of that world, but whatever. 
Anyhow, in that time, since 2010, Mike has made three features about bikepacking, and he's produced several other products as well, all to satisfy and serve that particular audience. Sure, he could have made one film, built an audience for it, then moved on to something different, and he might have actually made a little bit of money that way. But instead, by buckling down and really focusing on his niche over the course of nearly a decade at this point, he's built a thriving business around those films, and to the point where he is the guy in that niche who makes the kind of content that these people crave. Also, speaking of which, be sure to check out the podcast episode I did with Mike a while back because it is so good. There's just a ton of like solid entrepreneurial wisdom packed into that one. So the real point I'm trying to make here about long-term audience building is that it's less work and it's way more profitable. And that's because the real money in an audience comes from the relationship that you have built with this group of people. It's not necessarily about having them gathered around a specific interest, but it's about them really knowing you, liking you, and trusting you. And like all relationships, it takes time and continuous effort to get to that point and to be able to reap those rewards. And again, those rewards, no matter how great they might seem at first, um, they deepen and they grow more profound with time and continued work. Now, that might be a bit of an abstract metaphor, but In a business sense, there's a very clear and practical application to this. And that's that with business, the longer you serve a particular audience, the more you'll create true fans or super fans. And I'm sure I've talked about this before on the show, but essentially these are people who will follow you to the ends of the earth and they will buy anything and everything you ever create because they love you so much. Being a fan of yours is a core part of their identity. And these are the people who like, if you were to launch a Patreon, would whip out their wallets in a heartbeat and gladly pay you each month in perpetuity. That kind of option and that kind of devotion just doesn't exist without your long-term commitment to a singular audience and to a specific niche. Now, the other benefit here is super obvious. So like I mentioned before, building an audience is a shit ton of work. There's just so many different facets to it, and it's all sort of perpetual, ongoing work. So that's one part of this, but... The other part is that if you're jumping from niche to niche to niche, um, you might find that it's never a sure thing because some niches are just more profitable than others. Some niches aren't profitable at all, and you might find that out the hard way. And some niches have plenty of profit potential, but just aren't enjoyable. And if you spend too much time in them, it'll just eat away at your soul and make you hate life. And I'm thinking of, you know, like if you spend too much time in certain political niches right now, you probably will not be a happy camper. In other words, taking the short-term approach is not only way more work in the long run, but there's significantly more risk, both in terms of your finances and your fulfillment, because jumping around to different niches is always going to be a risk, especially if you're already established in a specific niche. And let's be real, indie filmmaking just by itself, without all of this business and indie marketing stuff, it already comes with plenty of risk. Why would you want to take on more when there's a genuinely desirable alternative? And that alternative is the long-term approach. And when you go that route, once you get over that initial hurdle of building the audience, you're on easy street, at least relatively speaking, because nothing is ever easy when it comes to business and creativity and all that. But once an audience has proven that it's hungry for the content you create, there are so many different options for you to profit from that hunger. And if you commit to serving that audience and satiating that hunger over the long term, you get to reap the rewards for years and again, maybe even decades to come. 
instead of having to start over every time you want to make a new project. Now, there is one very obvious downside here, and that's that most of us don't want to be locked into a niche. As artists, as creatives, as filmmakers, whatever we want to call ourselves, we like to explore, we like to grow, we like to see every new project as a fresh start and an opportunity to get out there and map new terrain. And when you choose to serve a single niche over the long term, you're essentially locking yourself into telling certain types of stories. Like that much is 100% true. But there is sort of a, a silver lining to this. Because one of the exciting things about serving a niche is that traditional ideas and traditional, I don't know, business notions about indie filmmakers have to stick to a certain genre. Um, those ideas go right out the window because as long as you tell stories that resonate with this specific group of people, you have an incredible amount of leeway to be able to make what you want. You can make a feature in any conceivable genre. You could make a web series. You could make some sort of like experimental animated choose your own adventure film or some crap like that. I don't know. Use your imagination. Even though you're committed to serving up stories with familiar themes, familiar substance for that niche audience, the menu of flavors at your disposal can be enough to satisfy even the most curious and antsy of us, the people who just feel the need to continue growing and doing new things. Basically, as long as the topics of your films and the ideas in your films resonate with the niche, you can dress it up in any way that you want. Now, obviously, the trick to making this work is to serve a niche that you're genuinely passionate about. Ideally, it's a niche that you're an enthusiastic member of yourself, a niche that you're excited to explore further, where your curiosity can pull you in any number of directions that will be artistically fulfilling for you. So it is indeed possible to commit to serving a single audience for years at a time and not get bored creatively. It's just a matter of finding the right niche for you and realizing just how much freedom you have to play and explore within those confines that you create for yourself. Now, there's one last thing I'd like you to consider before we move on to the next dichotomy, and that's the genuinely serving a community over the long term. It just feels great. No joke, when the work you do resonates so deeply with a group of people that they thank you on a regular basis, it can warm even the coldest of hearts. Because we all have this um, sort of deep psychological need to feel useful and connected and to serve others. It's one of those things that's built deep into our psyches, and it's a remnant from like our tribal ancestors where cooperation and status and connection were quite literally the key to survival. Now, filmmaking as it's traditionally practiced, doesn't fulfill that need, especially existing within like the industry apparatus as it is right now. But when we take the indie route and we commit to tell stories that matter to a certain group and we do it over the long term, it absolutely fulfills that need. And that benefit might seem a little bit intangible or a little bit frou-frou or out there, but trust me on this, it is worth its weight in gold when it comes to living a good, fulfilled life and feeling like you're doing good, meaningful work. So I'll leave you with that. Okay, so now it's time for dichotomy number two, and that's reactive versus proactive audience building. So let's start with reactive. This is when you go through the entire process of making a film without so much as thinking about the audience in the niche. You don't know who it's for, and you certainly haven't done the work to already reach them and establish a line of communication with them. Basically, it's when you get to the end of a project and you think to yourself, oh shit, I need to start marketing this thing. I wonder who might enjoy films like this one that I made. 
Um, and frankly, this is how most indie filmmakers approach it. They're so excited about their ideas and their stories that they just plow ahead and make whatever it is, telling themselves they'll just figure out the business stuff later. But then when later comes, they're very often exhausted because making films is freaking exhausting. And they don't really have any clear direction for how to make money and for how their film fits into a market. And it's that uncertainty that usually sends people down that endless soul-sucking cycle of let's just submit to a bunch of film festivals and hope for the best. And if you've listened to enough of this show already, you know just how cynical I am about that whole approach. But that's, a, again, I have a whole episode that's like a rant about that very specific thing. So there's actually something that's even worse about this approach. And that's that when you are more reactive, when you don't think of the audience as you're making something, it's entirely possible, and it might even be likely, that by the time your film is done, it just isn't a good fit for any online niche audience. Now, I've said this multiple times already in this episode, but the trick to profitable niche filmmaking is telling stories that are tailor-made to resonate with a specific group of people. And if you don't consider that group as you're writing and as you're making your film, it's highly unlikely that you'll create something that fits any particular niche like a glove. And that right there is like 80% of the battle of marketing your film and getting people to adopt it and care about it and share it. It's so much easier to market and sell a film when you can go into a specific niche and say, hey, I made this film just for people like you. It's about something you genuinely care about. So be sure to tell your like-minded friends. Like that's a pretty great message on its own. But instead, when we take the reactive approach, our marketing messages are generally a little bit more like this. Well, I made this thing. I don't know who it's for exactly, and it's not much different from anything else out there. But y'all should still totally watch it. Pretty please? Pretty, pretty, pretty please? You see what I mean? The difference between those two messages is night and day. And that brings us to proactive audience building. So the proactive approach, if you haven't already guessed, is about building an audience before and during the process of making a film. It's about fully understanding who you're trying to reach ahead of time so that you can craft something that fits them like a glove. Additionally, it's about doing the work to reach out to and build relationships with those people through each stage of the filmmaking process. That way, by the time you're set to actually release your film, you've already got an audience who's hungry to see what you've made because they know, on account of your communication with them, that what you've made is a perfect fit for them and their identity. Basically, building audiences proactively is a destroyer of uncertainty. No more getting to the finish line on a project only to say, uh, now what? I guess we should submit to film festivals or something, right? Instead, you'll be able to use a wide array of different launch models and e-commerce techniques to get your film out there and start earning real revenue right away. Now, just like the long-term, short-term dichotomy, there is a downside of taking this more proactive approach, the proactive audience building approach. And the pushback that I always hear about this is that making a film is plenty of work as it is. How could anyone possibly have time to build an audience in addition to that? And to that, the only real response is to say that, yes, it is indeed more work. But I genuinely believe that even the busiest of filmmakers have time that they could be using to grow and nurture their audience. For instance, even when you're on set, which is usually the most hectic, busy, crazy time ever, there is still downtime between takes or between setups or at lunch or whatever. 
And during those times, during those short five to 10 minute chunks where you find yourself not exactly knowing what to do, you can whip out your phone, snap some BTS photos, record a quick video, post it to Instagram. Like that counts. That's nurturing your audience. And that same thing is especially true in both like pre and post production. There's an insane amount of downtime throughout those processes that you could be using for building your audience. And even if you've got a day job or your schedule truly is booked just like wall to wall with solid priorities, it's always possible to make more time. You can get up 30 minutes earlier each day and commit those few precious minutes to the crucial work of connecting with your fans. It's simply a matter of shifting your priorities around a little bit and using your time in ways that you're not used to. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's that added layer of responsibility that comes with being an entrepreneurial filmmaker. To get results beyond what everyone else is doing, you have to commit to work that few others are doing and do it consistently. But if building an audience and doing it proactively is a genuine priority for you, you will find or make time for it. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So those are the two dichotomies of audience building. You've got short-term versus long-term and proactive versus reactive. And as you can see, between those two things, you have a pretty diverse array of choices for how you approach building an audience for your own indie films. You could do what most people do when embarking on the entrepreneurial path and take a more reactive short-term approach because that's the one that feels natural to most people. After all, you know, that still counts as quote-unquote building an audience. But as you likely know by now, after listening to this episode, if you use that strategy, if you go down that route, you're far less likely to succeed. You're basically rolling the dice, financially speaking, and you're committing to a never-ending mountain of work for yourself as you have to build a new audience again and again and again. Now, the smart way, the strategic way, the profitable way to go about all of this is to build niche audiences proactively and then serve those audiences over the long term. Granted, it is more work and there are sacrifices that you'll have to make. But if you care about maximizing revenue and minimizing the amount of work that you load onto yourself, this is the path forward. And again, it's certainly not the easiest path, but I think if you wanted to avoid hard work, you probably wouldn't be making indie films in the first place. So I hope you found this at least a little bit enlightening. And um, good luck to you and Godspeed. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to revisit the ideas in today's episode, you can find the transcribed version as well as the full archive of shows over at filmfreedomshow.com. And while you're there, feel free to browse around the Filmmaker Freedom website and check out some of the other rad content, including the weekly newsletter. Every Sunday morning, I send out a variety of the most useful, inspiring, thought-provoking stories I've come across that week, as well as some other cool stuff. It'll help you build your skills, master your psychology, and keep up with this ever-changing business. So if you're ready for an email that you'll actually look forward to each week, just head over to filmfreedomshow.com newsletter. Also, if the ideas in this show resonate with you, you're a great candidate for Freedom Fighters, which is my private community just for entrepreneurial indie filmmakers. It's totally free to join, but there is an application process to get in. So if you're interested in surrounding yourself with a group of like-minded entrepreneurial filmmakers who will push you to succeed and help you grow, just go to filmfreedomshow.com community. 
And lastly, I'd just like to give one more shout out to my friends over at Music Vine for sponsoring this show. The groovy intro and outro music came straight from their library, of course, and there is loads more where that came from. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode of Filmmaker Freedom. Peace. Peace.